0: welcome to the wildcast podcast coming to you from wildcast studios with your hosts adam lund and jeremy boucher
1: oh, welcome back to wildcast studios for another episode of the wildcast podcast your unofficial voice for all things monkton wildcats as always fan listeners i am your host adam lund and of course i am joined not remotely back in the studio by your favorite co hoster mr jeremy boucher how was your weekend bro
0: uh, quiet actually, yeah. uh, didn't do much. Easter, uh, wasn't the same as, uh, Easter as, as we're used to. Yep. You know, when you get, uh, when you get COVID, you start to spread it around to your, uh, <laughs> yeah. to your other family members. Weird. And, uh, that's how uh, it happened. So I, uh, I believe I, I infected my, my mother and father, uh, God love them. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we just kind of did a family thing with myself and Megan and Avery and, Uh, didn't do anything fancy, bought like a frozen turkey and did that and some scalloped potatoes out of the box and some green beans out of the can and said, here's turkey dinner. So there he goes, had turkey dinner and, uh, yeah. Did the Easter Bunny come visit you or just Avery? Uh, just, just Avery. Just Avery. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, lots of chocolate and, uh, some, some toys and some presents and some bathing suits and dresses and a scooter. And a Fitbit. Your kid got a Fitbit for Easter? Well, not 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 a Fitbit, not not an authentic Fitbit. Oh, okay. But like a like a you know one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. third party. Amazon. Bit fits. yeah bit fits, bit fits. that's <laughs> the one um yeah so uh other than that pretty good easter um that's way better than my easter i just got chocolate oh, but, but i will tell you chocolates are the best ladies and
1: gentlemen if you were looking to get chocolate do not go to the dollar store on a saturday <laughs> afternoon when easter's on a sunday holy there's like i like picked it up and i wanted chocolate for myself and there was a There was the little lint chocolate bunnies. There's some milk chocolate bunnies. And then there was no other chocolate. Or Like not even the little chocolate eggs wrapped in tinfoil. But there was a Paw Patrol $4 thing of chocolate. And I picked it up. And I'm like, oh, do I need chocolate that bad to pay $4 for Paw Patrol when I don't even watch the junk? Nah, no, I don't need it that bad and then we went to superstore and bought the 99 cent bunny and the large bunny go. and yes. bought a nice little ham and some potatoes and mashed potatoes and some mm-hmm. carrots and had a nice little nice little dinner um cuz really Easter I said yesterday Easter is one of those holidays where unless something's going on we're probably not going to see our families cuz it's in the middle of April yeah. it's a one weekend it's not mm-hmm. a thanksgiving it's not a it's not a christmas or anything like that it's just kind of a holiday so it's just the two of us all the time unless Fortunate things happen uh, down the pipe, but uh, yeah, it was it was nice to have a long weekend, except for the fact that it rained all long weekend. But that uh, I'm guessing gave you a chance to maybe get caught up on some Big Brother. Um, where are we at here?
0: Oh, wow! Um, this is going to be a week. Uh, I'll tell you that. So last week, my boy, my Mo- guy still in. He is. Yes. Yeah. So last last week, my boy Moose uh, Moose was evicted. Um, so he's, he's now in the jury house with, uh, with her mom. Um This week is a triple eviction. So there's going to be three people evicted this week.
1: So how many people are still in the house?
0: Eight, seven or eight, I think. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be quite a week. So the HOH competition was a endurance comp. Right. Uh, and Marty from, from up north... I said last week, you know, he if he didn't win the HOH this week, I could easily see him going out the door this week. He clutched up, won the HOH. Nice. So he's in charge of the of, of the house. Sucks to suck, everyone. Sucks to suck. <laughs> That's right. Um, and it was actually an endurance comp where you have to hang, uh, I guess, by your, you have to hold on to a bar or something for oh, okay. as long as you can. Yeah. And I remember earlier in the season, he said, I, I practiced I practiced for that specific comp at home. So I had a feeling he was going to do well and he won, went out and won the HOH. So he goes and nominates Betty and Josh, uh, for, for eviction. Right. Um, but there was a, a, a thing online where fans could go and save someone in the house from, from eviction this week. So Canada went and saved summer. Now, this is where it gets good. So when you listen to the show, if you listen to the show Wednesday morning, you'll be watching the the Power Veto ceremony Wednesday night. Um, so as a little spoiler, like we always like to spoil things, <laughs> um, Betty goes and wins the Power Veto. So she's obviously going to take herself off the block. Okay. This is the good part. And I told you, I said I had a really funny story. Yeah. So, Marty couldn't decide, and the house guests couldn't decide who to be the replacement nominee. So, they decided to play a game in the house with gummy bears. So... Gino basically had a choice of I'm trying to think here. Kevin as one, yeah. Um Halina as the second and I'm trying to think of the third, JC Lynn, okay? Um I think that's who it is. Yes, okay? So Gino's watching this gummy bear thing happen and he's like you know what throw a fourth one in there so Gino even though Marty said Gino I don't want you in this straw because I promised you'd be safe this week Gino says throw a fourth gummy bear in there (laughs) so there was three yellow ones and a red one and the red gummy bear was the one who was going to go on the block guess which one Gino got the red one the red one yeah (laughs) so if Gino would have kept his mouth shut, he would be safe this week. Uh, because he drew the red gummy bear. Yeah, he is the replacement nominee, and he will be going home this week. <laughs> Awkward. If he would have kept his mouth shut, yeah. he'd be still in the game. Um, but all you know, it does. It's not confirmed, but uh, based on what most people are saying, uh, Gino will be going home as the first of three evictions this week. Um. The triple, I think if Marty survives the triple, Marty has a really good chance of winning the game. Right. However, I don't think he's going to make it out of the triple. So, um, I honestly, I think Marty's big brother Canada uh, experience will end this week. Hopefully no. no. Hopefully not. Right. Uh, I'd like to see him survive the triple, but uh, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. He's got too big of a target on on his back, and someone's going to 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 take that uh, that big swing and, and get him out. Hmm. So Gino. You played yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, congrats, I just, you played I could, yourself. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it.
1: Oh, just trying to get too cocky and mm-hmm. couldn't live up to it. Uh Mass Singer, we had a reveal. Uh again, you got this one as you had last week. Uh the dog the bounty hunter yes. was revealed as Armadillo. So mm-hmm. I I did I wasn't sure at all in the first couple clues and then the last well, Wednesday or whatever, last week, they showed a bus with Fugitive on it and a leash. And I'm like, yep, that makes sense. That's Dog the Bounty Hunter, and that's mm-hmm. what I messaged you. I'm like, good call on, uh, on Dog the I Bounty Hunter. I
0: knew it. Uh,
1: Miss Teddy, uh, Jennifer Holiday, like Grammy-winning <laughs> soul uh, gospel singer. I'm like, cool. Well, I got no idea who that is. Nope, never heard of her. Nope. And uh, who's going on? So Ringmaster. Ringmaster's going to the final. Um, so she's in there with Firefly. So two from Team Good are in there. Um, I'm gonna still stick with Noah Cyrus. Um, I mean, there was a Nashville, there was a NASA clue, a Nashville clue. Um, I'm trying to see what the other clue was. There was something else. Um, juggling B minus. I mean, that could have been Hannah Montana in school, like kind of yeah. those kind of things. But the Elf threw me off um, with a no sign. I thought Christmas, and I thought maybe. Um, Zoe Deschanel, who's been in the Elf Elf, movie and right. she can sing. Yep. But none of the other clues kind of put that together because there's been no like, TV clues or a sister. Mm-hmm. Although she does have a sister who played uh, Temperance and Bones. But mm. um, I'm still going to stick with, with Noah Cyrus. So you're going to stick with, uh, I can't remember who you had. I Kelsey Ballerina. Kelsey Ballerina. Who uh, was brought up by uh, Nicole.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, I, I think maybe. Um, I'm getting some Carrie Underwood vibes too. Oh, that'd uh, be a good get. Yeah. Um, it's just all those, like, all the, f- like, the young country singers, female singers, they all seem to sound the same. Um, like, it's Kelsey Ballerini, Carrie Underwood, you know, it's just... Uh, it's like
1: the Luke Bryan, the Blake Shelton. They all sound uh, the same yeah, almost, Luke, right?
0: Go- uh, Luke Goodwin or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: Aaron Goodwin, Aaron Luke Combs. Good- Combs, yeah, Luke and Combs they
0: also. all Combs. They all seem to sound the same. So it's it's obviously a country singer by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, Cara Underwood, Kelsey Ballerini would be, you know, just a couple of guesses that I'm sticking with Kelsey Ballerini, but you know, Cara Underwood, like you said, would be a would be huge. So we got one more set of five: the Prince, the Cobra, Jack in the Box, Space
1: Bunny, and Baby Mammoth. And I believe this is, I believe Space Space Bunny is Rudy Giuliani. So we'll have to find out because he's going to be eliminated quite quickly in this one. So. Um, stay tuned tonight as, uh, a new set of five will be revealed and we'll see if we can get a team bad or a team cuddly in the, uh, in the finals. Um, so as always, you can follow along on YouTube, uh, whenever we're on there, uh, we might just be putting the show up on YouTube and not our pretty faces because I can't figure technology out. So if you have a camera <laughs> that you want to, uh, donate or sell real cheap, uh, hit me up, let me know, um... But as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Mugden Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast Podcast, and now TikTok. No quick question, but Jeremy, this is your forte. The Atlantics are happening this weekend, so let's talk a little prospects. Uh, right now, we got Lounsbury there for the Flyers, Cooper Fleming for the Max, Kiefer Thompson for the Knights, and Bayer Jean could be going to the TELUS Cup with McGog. He's not going to Atlantics, but mm-hmm. could be going to the, the TELUS Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, where do you want to go with uh, with some of our prospects that we have right now?
0: Well, um, yeah, for sure, we're gonna have th- at least three uh prospects at the Atlantics. Um, you know, we got Lounsbury representing the Flyers, uh, Thompson uh, is on the Knights, and, and Fleming is on the the Max, like you said. So, um, two goalies, two goalie prospects is pretty good, uh, it, you know, if you want to look at it that way, and um. The, the Newfoundland series is between uh, the Pinnacle Growlers Ooh, that's good and the Tripen pen Offspray. Yeah. Offspray. So I believe uh, as we speak on this Monday evening, it is currently game six other series. Are they game uh,
1: sixes or are they two first to so many points? This so.
0: is a game seven series. Oh, it's actually first? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and because they don't have to travel far, their series could possibly wrap up the night before the Atlantic's begin. Oh, wow. If it goes to game (laughs) seven. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure last I checked, uh, Pinnacle, which, a.k.a. St. John's, um, had a three games to two series lead uh, in in that one there. And um, it is, uh, I believe it's game six, uh, game six tonight. Yeah, so... um, And I'm pretty sure St. John's, a.k.a. Pinnacle, a.k.a. whatever you want to call them, (laughs) the team that's been renamed eight times probably in the last uh, eight years, uh, have a three games to two series lead. So if they win this evening, they'll be the Newfoundland representatives. Um, Is there a host team?
1: Yeah, East Coast Blizzard.
0: East Coast Blizzard. Okay, there you go. So yeah, so it'll be East Coast Blizzard, the Pinnacle Growlers, the... than the Flyers, the Max, and the Knights. Uh, I don't know much about the, the Newfoundland teams. Uh, Pinnacle's got a, a really strong first line. Um, East Coast, um, I remember watching them at the Monctonian, and I believe there was a kid that I really liked on that team uh, by the name of uh, Ryan Loveless. That's his name, so... Um, Another one I want to keep an eye on, but uh, I I think honestly, not to be too much of a homer here, but I think this is the F- Flyers tournament to lose. Oh, okay. Um, they're going to be in tough. Uh, they can beat Charlton. Yeah. Um, the the final, if I were to take a guess, will be Moncton against Halifax.
1: Flyers, Max. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh,
0: that's that's my that's my gut. Um, I, I don't know much about the the Newfoundland teams, but you know Newfoundland, you just you don't think much of not not to disrespect them or anything like that, but you yeah. just don't think much of, of their of their hockey programs. Uh, you don't see very many, you know, Q players from Newfoundland. Like you, you know, but when they,
1: they do, they send over impact. Oh ones, my right? god, like the Mercers! Like
0: it's, it's when um, when it's a good Newfoundland player, it's yeah. a good Newfoundland player, yeah, right? Exactly. It's, um, but it's it's just not that the Rock isn't the hockey hotbed that it that it used to be. Um. So I, I think this is I think this is Moncton's tournament to lose. I, I think they go on to the Telus Cup in, in beautiful Okotoks, Alberta. Uh, they're nice rink, nice rink. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. My guess is Moncton against Halifax in the final, uh, which I think would be a really, really good game. And then uh, at that point, it's it's um, you know winner take all because the Monctonian, right? Like the Flyers, yeah. the Flyers dominated. I wouldn't say dominated, but. They they handled St. John pretty well in that final, but you know once you get to the Atlantic's and the, goal, the championship game with one game, winner take all. Uh, you saw the Flyers lose that Monctonian final to St. John, so anything can happen. But uh, yeah. I I think um, you know Moncton's going to be healthy from what I know. Uh, they've they've been healthy all year. Like yeah. They, have,
1: they like when I was doing the games with Mike, he said St. John had I think two players in game one, two different players in game three. Um, those are all the only two games I called but he said Moncton for the most part has had a full a full go from day 1 mm-hmm. um they alternate goalies so I would expect Xavier Farah to get the first one now, I don't know if they start a new like a new tournament um so a five game five team tournament is it a four like a round robin and then the top two are in the finals or do you know how that I I I'm pretty, I'm pretty
0: sure there's uh, the top team advances um straight, straight to, to the, the final, final and then there's a I think is semi final, or if there's a tiebreaker, there's it's, something like that. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I, I'm not sure of the format, but I'm pretty sure the the round robin winner goes straight to the final. And then it's, uh, whoever. now this is probably on
1: hockey TV, yeah.
0: <laughs> probably for yeah, um, a fee, for a fee, they'll, they'll make you charge, they'll make you pay for it. Um, yeah, so I think it's gonna be a really good tournament. Uh, it sucks that it's in Newfoundland, you can never get anything like this in Moncton, right? It's next um, year, hopefully. Wow. I have no inside knowledge. I'm oh, okay, just guessing. okay, okay. I'm just putting it
1: out there. Yeah. Next
0: year, next year, um, yeah, but um, it yeah, should be really good. Moncton tournament?
1: ever hosted the Telus Cup? Because I mean, for a team that is consistently in it, and St. John and Moncton have gone the last eight years, they've they've put a representative in. Like, you just think that Moncton should be able to host that tournament with the Coliseum, with the Avenir Center, now with the Propane Plex. Like, they should have some sort of. Uh, way to do that. Um, just to give some stats here, Preston Lounsbury in seven playoff games has eight points. Uh, Cooper Fleming is 7-2 uh, with a 2.69 goals against average in his nine playoffs. And uh, I believe in Eli Bajon, uh 13 games played, 13 goals, 10 assists, 23 points. So, Giefer um, Thompson is...
0: i got to find his stats here. I was
1: a year old when Moncton hosted
0: the TELUS Cup. Really? Yeah. 1986. I think, it, I think it's time. Yeah, it's uh it's 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 been in the maritimes like it's it's been around, right? It's yeah. um Charlottetown, St. John's, Quispam. Uh, Have you ever been to one? No. No. Member 2. Uh even well, Member 2 is some member 2. It's supposed it was supposed to be Member 2, right? Yeah. But they moved to Oak Yeah. Oaks.
1: Yeah, Sydney Rush were supposed to host
0: the whole thing. Are they still going?
1: Yeah, they're still hosting the oh, whole thing. Oh, are going, they? Okay, yeah.
0: okay. neat. neato. Yeah, um, if you go to uh, okay, I didn't Hockey that. Canada,
1: you can go on the TELUS Cup. Okay. So, okay. Like, Vancouver Northeast Chiefs are going to represent the Pacific region. The Mississauga Reps are going to pre- representing the Central region. The Sydney Rush are the host. And then whoever comes out of the Quebec region between uh, Magog and Levy. I'm trying to read that. And then the TELUS or the Atlantics. And then the West region will be decided by. Uh, the Southwest Cougars, and then there's a couple teams <laughs> <Cougars> from uh, <laughs> uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and uh, Northwestern Ontario is mm. coming out of there. So cool.
0: Okay, yeah. So uh, I didn't know. I didn't know Sydney was still going to yeah. the. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think so you They're have gonna to. get. They're gonna get blasted. <laughs> well, they uh,
1: Well, uh, from talking to Mike, they had a few players that, you know, when they were gonna host, they were coming in. They were gonna be top line players. Yeah. And then COVID they're not so much there yeah, that's, anymore. That's, that's a shame. Um, um, Kiefer Thompson's got two playoff starts because they only played a like seven-game mm-hmm. series. Uh, he's got a 1.5 goals against average, and he's 2-0 in those, in those games. So, I mean, if you have a chance, you have hockey TV, I don't know why you wouldn't watch it. If you want to keep your eye on Wildcats prospects, we'll do our best because this is kind of Jeremy's time to shine. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> You look at Cooper Fleming. He went from the South Shore Mustangs, um, a 5.34 goals against average last year when he was drafted, uh, and now he's under the tutelage of uh, Tebow, Brandon Tebow, there in Halifax. Yep. He's uh, got a 2.8 goals against average, so he's really coming on as a as a prospect, and he's really blossomed in these playoffs. So, you know, all of Moncton's prospects so far, as much as we'd like to have them, we could really use some depth that we'll get into in a little bit here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's too bad that we it's too bad we don't have them, but. You know the chance that they're playing in championship things, uh, championship series and tournaments and whatnot is is awesome for the development. Um, do you think uh, Bayerjan and Magog goes to the TELUS Cup?
0: This is going to be a long series. Um, they they uh, it's a one, it's a one one it's a game it's best of seven. Uh, Magog won Sunday night and that was Levy's first loss in the playoffs. Um, so it's these are the top two teams in the league um both are full of of future q players yep uh and i'm not picking a winner i <laughs> i'm not picking a winner because this is too too close to call hmm. i also said the moncton st john series was too close but uh <laughs> i didn't know about the injuries to st john <laughs> yeah. why wasn't that my goalie playing he
1: was he played in the first two games and just didn't play well and so they went to a different one.
0: Wow, I was yeah. yeah, I was watching those games and like Drew isn't Patterson or something Patterson. like that was was playing for. St. John? He played game
1: one and then he played game two and he allowed three goals and or four goals and three of them in twenty three seconds
0: or Jeez. something like that. Yeah, so I was like I, I tough was, game I, I, one and
1: two. That
0: was weird. I was like I was expecting this Mike guy to play to be an that's for St. John and actually make it a series, but yeah, hey.
1: no. And then they lost their captain in game three. Yeah, um, to an upper body injury. So it's uh, it's. Never a good thing. Uh, do we have any news and notes from around the queue? Not really. Mm, not really. Let's get into the... Uh, let's get... Oh, we do have a poll, actually. Oh, the, a poll! A poll okay. from last week. So one of the news, uh, Sean Couturier was raised to the Raptors in uh, in Drummondville. So I had the old another banner raising. on uh, the queue is Voltres. Sean Couturier is number seven. Will the Ra- Wildcats be the last team... To raise a banner, and you had said, "Are they actually the last team?" And it's quite close. Mm-hmm. Um, only the Armada don't have a raised jersey. The Wildcats and the Sea Dogs. You have to think Huberto right now on the run he's on. Like he's in. They did something for him though, didn't they? Like they didn't retire his number, but they did some sort of ceremony where he was the first Sea Dog Hall of Famer, I believe.
0: I something just before couldn't COVID. Tell you, couldn't tell you. Um, uh, that's that's before COVID. That was like what five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you, but yeah, it's uh that was a good poll. Um, I, I don't know what it is with Moncton not having Jersey retirements. That's uh a little weird. But it's so uh, annoying. Yeah, yes. you got to get uh, Garland up there or something. It's, June eighteenth, twenty eighteen,
1: 2018, the inaugural Sea Dogs Hall of Fame. Jonathan Huberto was the first player to be nominated, so or be in there. There's a few other ones, but yeah, he was part of the Hall of Fame class. Sorry to cut you off.
0: No, it's okay. It's all good. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Interrupt each other. <laughs> yeah, like the, appreciate ru- that. the rude jerks we are. Yeah, exactly. Jerks.
1: Um, so I had four choices. Will they be the last team? Yeah? Nah? I hope not. They retire Garland, and I hope not. They retire Crawford. Uh, yeah was 37%, and I hope not. Retire Garland was 37%. Uh, for all intents and purposes, Garland is ra- uh, retired. Nobody's worn that Nobody's number, worn his since. number. Nobody's worn 11. And nobody's worn... 29 since reappel Reapel, which crawford and then Reapel. yeah so
0: it's true so yeah it's like nobody's worn number eight nobody is nobody's worn number 11 and nobody's won twenty nine yeah. so and i don't see those numbers
1: i when you said that i actually thought monkton might be the last one the armada makes sense because they're kind of a newer team mm-hmm. not sure who you put up there but i was actually shocked the sea dogs don't have anyone i thought for sure they had somebody so i gotta believe that uh Hudo is probably the next one to go up into the, up into the rafters, um, but let's uh, let's we don't need to talk dogs. We'll get Dobson in here to do that at yeah, some point. Let's get to, number one fan. Yeah, let's get to the weekly rewind.
0: Weekly rewind.
1: What an interesting road trip for the Wildcats. They go. Two and two this past week. Uh, now 27, 28, 6 and 1 for 61 points. That's his fifth in the Maritime, seventh in the East, which again gives us Sears against the Islanders, but it also puts us four points up on 14th and so far out of the lottery, um, which was big in the final game that we'll get to in a little bit. We'll go all the way back to Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday or Tuesday night, a 7 3 loss at the hand of Gatineau, who that's the Gatineau you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew they weren't happy after losing five days before Depati did not play. Um Poirier played, I believe, is the goaltender to record. Yeah, Poirier played and he was he was pretty good. The the to steal from you the tell me something good out of this one, three for three in the power play.
0: Oh my god, look at these contenders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're gonna get to the power play numbers after we you know, in a bit. But yeah, three out of three out of the power play. That was pretty much they just kinda weren't in this one.
0: Did we expect them to be? I mean, like we. I think we said last week, like yeah. you know, if they were going to win some games, it would be the Blainville game, and then I, I mean, let's put it, let's, I guarantee to win against Vermuski, pretty that much. That is true, right? yeah, so, absolutely. Um, you know, and and we both Denise Pole, you know, we we both, I think we both said three, three or four three, points, three yeah. or four points, and you know, that's that's exactly what you got. But yeah, I going into this game against, yeah, no, I didn't have, you know. Didn't expect much. I, I had. I. I didn't. I. I have this. This. Uh, this mind, which I have. Feelings about how games are going to go. Yep. Um, I didn't have a good feeling about this one. No, especially coming off beating them five days in a row. Exactly. They, they kind of yeah.
1: snuck one out against them. I didn't think they were going to get this one. But being outshot forty to fourteen and seven three. I. I didn't think we'd have that. But. We had a lot of injuries and a lot of and, and depth is being tested and as good as it is to have a Lounsbury and a bayer Jean in these finals, they wouldn't look too bad in, in the third and fourth line or even second line, whatever, on these team like in these games as opposed to having two defensemen playing your third and fourth uh, yeah. third and fourth spots, right? So then you get into uh, you get into Wednesday, again another wild seven six game against Blaineville, <laughs> um, back and forth. Same as last time. These two teams played to a 7-6 overtime victory. Um, the Armada thought they'd won it in overtime. They had a goal interference call that uh, negated the goal, but that's a game that you have. Good on them for winning with giving a goal up with 12 seconds left, but that shouldn't have even been, like, you had that. It was 5-3 at I, some I, point. Like, there's no to, point in the last 10 minutes they, 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 they give that up. Like, there's uh, no reason.
0: I need to address... I need to address this game because for one thing, um, what's, what's, what's this? Okay. Where am I going here? So this was, it was five, four, five, five, six, fives. Okay. So the goal, which made the game five, four by Jonathan Foshaw on the breakaway. I don't know what ISN is doing. Um, (laughs) you know, He's. And I understand what he's trying to do. All he wants to do is bank it off the boards, but he just puts it right on Fauchon's skate, who's got who's almost at full speed. And then, ascends as is caught flat footed. Caught flat footed. Yeah. And, you know, you're, it's a breakaway and a goal. So K okay, five four. <laughs> the five five goal. I don't know what Jackson Bellamy's doing. Is that the one that was? across yes. the pass across yes. yes i don't know how that pass got across You're six foot what two six foot three six foot three all Long you gotta do sticks. is just put the puck on your stick it's right there it was right there and yeah. it, i just poke it you know just tap yeah. it out just tap it yeah. out uh, yeah no. now
1: i remember i sent that to you i'm like how does this pass get across
0: i don't under- i don't understand yeah. uh i don't understand um but then it's like, okay, cool. Barber comes and scores like a minute later. Okay. And then they tie it up again. I'm just, oh, with 12 seconds left, this like, team has to stop giving me out. It is heart attacks. Yeah. Yep. I'm having heart attacks. My Tums, I'm running low on Tums <laughs> because of the amount of, of cardiac, uh, cats, cardiac problems yep. that this team is giving me. Um, However, I will say, <laughs> however, on a good note, they did get the win. They did. Uh, after, yes, a very good call by the ref on that goal interference. Yeah. I would have to say that. I yeah. would be extremely mad if they would have allowed oh, that goal to stand. We'd have a different talk. Um, but, yes, uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch the overtime goal, do so. But listen to it on the Blainville feed. Oh, really? Because you literally hear what sounded like a thousand Wildcat fans. Oh, really? When they go on the 2-1-1, when Darcy and Kalmakov go on the 2-1-1, yeah. you literally hear, I swear to God, it sounds like a thousand Wildcat fans <laughs> getting ready to explode in cheers. Like you, it, you have to watch it on the Blaineville feed because right. you can't pick it up on the Tim feed. Okay, because um, you had
1: said that, and I was like, I didn't really hear like it was yeah, loud, but it was
0: extremely loud. And you like, it's I was amazed because I think their camp, the where their camera was positioned, yeah, it was right. The the Wildcats fans are right below it, so it literally sounded like a thousand people. Like it, it sounded like a home game. After that. It, it almost was because they're they're saluting the crowd they stayed, yeah. they were staying on they stayed on the ice. Thomas Darcy was like swinging a stick around and uh and it was it was it was k- kind of cool uh because Blainville is like a very for a lot of parents a cent- like a very central drive. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. north of Montreal. It's easy to get to. Uh, you know if you're if anything you're you're two hours from Gatineau, you're two hours from Quebec City, and that's. All the Quebec players are pretty much within that area. They're, it's they're all within, you know, uh, a one-hour, two-hour drive from from the rink in Blainville, and it, so if you you it, honestly you have to go and listen to that uh, that overtime goal on the Blainville feed because it is something to hear because it literally sounds like a home game without the train horn. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna um, have to go listen to that. It's it's wild. Um, I think we'll get into the whole fans things uh, fan thing later in the show there, yeah. but. Foreshadow. Um, incredible. Just, just, I mean, stop with the heart attacks, <laughs> make these, close games, these things out, close these games which, out. Uh, d- just please. We'll get to a few stats. I want to, I want to live to my 37th birthday, which <laughs> is next month. Uh, I, just keep, keep it easy on me here.
1: Maybe we'll have some hockey when you're your next birth. Well, oh, maybe no, that's, that's a, that's another talk for another uh, day. but this is exactly like the game, uh, that they played here, uh, February 6th, it's my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, It was 2-0 the Armada, 2-2, 4-2, 5-4, what was that, 7-6-4, or 6-5, and then the Wildcats tie it with 30 seconds left, and score the OJ scores the OT winner, so it's just, like, these two teams, I don't know what it is, but they, 13 goals a game in both, so not really a goaltending show there for either of these two teams, but again... Very big that they were able to lose the lead late and then come back and pull it out. Even though they got a little luck with the goaltender interference, they still pulled it out. Uh, So then they got the day off. Then they headed into Quebec, which was the Jonathan Lemieux show. Um, This lineup, no Lotion was back, but no Kalmakov, no LaBelle as they were experiencing. And I don't believe, uh, yeah, and no Etienne Moran, or not Moran, um, Ayasenza. As they were non COVID related illnesses. <laughs> and it showed. I shot 19 to 2, 21 to 6, 20 to 4. They tied their franchise record of only 12 shots two other times. Um, stat courtesy of Denis. And 4 1 for 60 shots against to lose 4 1. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel if we had a top line and. You know, Lemieux gives us that kind of effort. We're not going to get 12 shots with the top line of, of that we've seen before. We're just not. And so as much as it felt like a practice for the Ramparts at points where they were just controlling everything, you didn't have your top line. You had Darcy, who thought he was going to be a third-line winger, ends up having to play defense. Matulu, who's a defenseman, is playing fourth-line minutes limited. It's just I'm okay with the 4-1 loss with the roster we had going into that one.
0: Yeah, uh, Lemieux, like you said, it was Jonathan Lemieux show. um, Probably, I I couldn't even guess how many pounds he lost in that game. (laughs) Uh, But, um, yeah, he probably had to chew on some protein bars after that (laughs) one. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm honestly, again, another game I didn't expect us to win. Um, But the fact that it was only 4-1 and you know that with the lineup we had i don't think you can complain uh yeah, we were i think that was the game where uh, Kalmakoff didn't play yeah calmacov was, was out LaBelle, LaBelle was out daniel was out, daniel
1: was, out. was a late scratch
0: yeah so you're you're starting to see um that, you know it's it, w- w- regarding calmacov and, and Alexi daniel and Iasenza. you know it wasn't injury it was a sickness right yeah. it wasn't it was it was not covid but yeah. um Especially, you know, anytime you get sick right now, you, you almost have to stay away from from other people because you don't know what's going to happen. And, yeah. um, but to, to to lose a game four one against uh you know one of the top teams in the league uh, against Patrick Waugh, I call it a success. Um, what uh, I don't call a success is how the Wildcats were acting on Twitter um, <laughs> before and during this game. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll 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 address that. Look, it's 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 fun to. To um... so preface it with, it was
1: 2006 Memorial Cup night, uh, which give props to Quebec for doing a Memorial Cup
0: against Moncton. 2006
1: night against Moncton, wearing the jerseys. Yeah, wearing the jerseys style they wore. Which before you get rip on them, I love that. If you're going to do an era night or a theme night or a something night, change your jerseys. Don't wear this year's jerseys. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. You have the ability. And I know that you got a lot of call-ups and whatnot, so it's tough, I guess, but plan these things in advance, and if you're doing a 2005 era night, wear the freaking 2005 jerseys. Mm-hmm. But anyways, on to the Twitter.
0: Yeah, and it's, um, so the Wildcats, for whatever reason, uh, decided to kind of make a play on this whole 2006 thing, and almost make it seem like winning a President's Cup is better than winning a Memorial Cup. Um, I'll put it this way. Winning a President's Cup and a Memorial Cup is is better. Yep. So, you know, for the, for the Wildcats to say that winning a President's Cup is is, is better, okay, well, it, it's... Look... It is if you're not hosting the thing. A Memorial Cup would, would be great to have. President's Cups are great to have, but... We, win them both. If you're going to, if you're going to, and this goes out to Quebec as well. If you're going to talk crap on social media, win both trophies, Yeah. right? You can talk smack. If you're Bathurst, you can talk smack. If you're St. John, you can talk smack. If you're Halifax, but for Quebec to go into the Memorial cup through the back door to, in 2006, through the back door and win it. Okay. Full, full marks to them, but, you don't have both cups. I'm not taking I'm not taking the victory away from them, but and the same goes for Moncton. It's, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to talk crap on social media, have both trophies, have a, you know, don't, don't, don't come to a gunfight with, with, with knives, right. Have that ammo in your back pocket. Um, so that was just a little, you know, kind of irked me a little bit. Uh, I, I, enjoyed the fun they had, they had with it. Um, Uh, a real test tonight versus a 2006 presence cup finalists yeah like that that that's a funny tweet but um and and then the ramparts versus the uh, (laughs) 2006
1: memorial champions you mean yeah and and that's where it took a turn
0: yeah and that's where it took a turn uh win both trophies if you're going to talk smack on social media let's let's put it that way um so that's end of the the, so we're gonna put that game behind us and we're gonna go to the Ramuski game which, yours truly predicted a win, and again, heart attack, but <laughs> you did it. Um, but you did it. <laughs> somehow did it, almost yeah. blew it, but you did it. If that game was another minute, they would have lost. They or would have got the point. They, they would, would have got, got the, the point. point, yeah. If it was a 61-minute game, yeah. they were going to overtime, uh, but they managed to squeak by.
1: But that was huge, too. Yeah, like you said, they got the split on the Quebec road trip, which... I'd have to go back and check the schedule. I think that's the latest Quebec road trip they've ever taken. Now, this road trip was supposed to be in early February um, through there.
0: they are supposed to be in playoffs right now. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: So at least the the shining thing is the parents didn't have to drive through the winter to see their kids play. Yes. They were just able to be there. Um, But, you know.
0: Heart attacks? Yeah. Um, Yeah, heart attacks. Hold the lead. Um, (laughs) What Hold the lead. Um, I don't. I don't know what's wrong with this team. They're young, mm. and it's just getting the puck out. They can't yeah. get the puck out, and
1: seventy percent of the time, it turns out in the back of our net when we have a two-three goal lead. Like I don't know how many times you've come on the show and you've said it, and then I've echoed the statement. Other than the one k Breton game, play the game sixty minutes, have a lead, never in doubt. And I can't remember a game off the top of my head right now. Other than the one Cape Breton game here, that was 60 minutes, controlled it throughout, never a doubt. It's either they're coming from behind or they're holding on to a lead and then things get in trouble. Um, But it's, yeah, I don't understand why they can't hold the lead, which is weird because when I'm just trying to find the scheduling or the little scheduling anomaly here that uh, Moncton has.
0: Why are you doing that? Yeah. I am going to play that overtime goal. All right, on the Blaineville feed. Blaineville feed, just so hopefully it gets we can pick it up on the show here, just so you can really hear, um, just the reaction.
1: Let's see if you can put your mic down to the sound.
0: Yeah. Chair,
1: Brooklyn, and, golf, and that's, uh, and that's Brooklyn, what I mean. Golf.
0: Like, that, you. it literally sounds like a home game. Yeah, because that, that was good. It was, I don't know where it is that they have their their mics uh, in, in the Blaineville Arena, but, hey, it sounded loud in there. And if you talk to people who are at the game, they would tell you that, I don't know what the announced attendance was for that game, um, but from what I was told, it was fifty percent Moncton fans, nice in the rink. So um, they did a really, really amazing job uh, on on all the goals, right? Um, even that that the overtime winner, Thomas Darcy and Brooklyn comicoff So the nice story about that is for both these guys, Blainville's like the their home, their rank. home Q ring, right? Yeah. So um, I think uh, Darcy's from. Uh, Terrebonne, which I think is forty five minutes to Blainville, and Lachene. sorry. So he's from Lachene. I think it must be Kalmikov. That's from uh, Terrebonne. So, so both of these, like their parents, they might have maybe a half an hour, forty five minute drive to the yeah. rink. Um, and it was just it, the whole weekend. You know, you could you could hear the Wildcats fans all four games. But just that game was just that overtime goal was just something else, and I mean even even Rasmuski, I think uh, Mercedes parents got an appearance on the kiss cam, <laughs> right? So big uh, shout out to them for uh, yeah. you know for smooching on in Cam, and
1: um, and I actually thought that uh, Verani Garsono was going to make it on the uh, Quebec cam when they were doing the lookalikes, which again <laughs> just a simple thing for fan engagement. Um, I thought at some point some Moncton fan was going to be on that. It was pretty good that uh, the ones they did. But yeah, it's that's good to see when you can, especially the families. Like, it's been a tough year, not just for the players, but these families who mm. are sending their kids off in a pandemic and don't really get to see them. And now, you know, like this is prob- Hamel pro- finally gets to go back yeah. to dad and play his home his final yeah. home game. Saracen played in front of his family. Jonathan yeah. Mew his
0: last few games in in Quebec, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and for some of these these players too. Probably the first time they play in front of their families, mm-hmm. right? Because um, Thomas well, Darcy, Philly on
1: earlier, uh, yeah, earlier in Schwinnigan,
0: and Thomas Darcy was seemed like he was here with us almost all year last year, but you know this was his first time back yeah. in Quebec and uh, well in front of his in his hometown, right? So this was uh, this is huge, and, and same thing for Kluche. I think Kluche's home rink is uh, is Blainville, and he played really well that game, yeah. so. We should start having games, you know, bringing <laughs> bringing their families down for yeah. all the games, right? So,
1: well, yeah, because Mercy had a pretty decent. Uh, I think he assisted on OT winner when his dad was here. OJ scored the OT winner against uh, the Armada when his parents were here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it was nice. Uh, full credit to Dan LaCroix as well for hearing something that should never be said at a hockey game and getting that guy kicked out. Yeah, um, there's no need for that. So if any of our fans, if any of our fan listeners are from Murmansk fix yourself that's garbage. Well, let's um, let's
0: not point the finger at all, all of them. them,
1: but there's a one, but like that's what I'm saying, fans fix yourself so yeah. you police it, right? Like that just happened to be heard because it was beside down the
0: quad.
1: If that was anywhere else, it could have been yelled and I'm not going to repeat or go into what was said or how it was said or what anything, but that could have been um that could have been heard, but good on on Dan for getting that uh, that fan uh, out of the game?
0: A uh, quick note, actually. Um, it was brought to my attention that the fan wasn't actually kicked out of the game. Just he moved? was just moved to another section. Oh, that's embarrassing. So, um, yeah, that's... Ramoski that's, security. Fix your stuff. That's on That's on Muski. Yeah. So Yeah, that's...
1: Um, so, you talk about the the, the cats. So, like, the cardiac cats. And you brought this tweet up because it was sent to you by Denis from Jeffrey Braddow, who is the CHL statistician. Moncton, in one-goal games is 18 4 6 and 1. don't get it. They're 6 and 7 in two-goal games, but in one-goal games this season, they're 18 and 4. And I and I like you said I don't understand it
0: at home. Maybe it's because they're there they wouldn't be in so many one-goal games if they blew so many leads. <laughs> maybe. Right? Like yeah. I, I would be interested to see what their with their mar- the difference in that you know, let's say, oh, they have a three goal lead with after five, forty and then five minutes left. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: they lead. They lead by two with fifty minutes or three by fifty minutes. Yeah, like fifty minutes into the game. Oh my God. So at home they're nine and one in one goal games, and on the road they're nine and three, which is just a mind blowing stat for a team that is just barely over the fifty percent clip. Yep. Like to put that in perspective. Cape Breton. Uh, where's Cape Breton? Here where are we? 18 to 4. Where are you Moncton? There you are. 18-4 in one-goal games. So, Cape Breton or not Cape Breton. Um, Charlottetown is 8 and 5 in one-goal games. Gatineau's 12 and 7. Uh, what do we got here? St. John is 13 and 8. So, someone's got the most wins in one-goal games
0: <laughs> this
1: season. What? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Like good on them, but I I wonder how many of that is. They're up by two or three, and then they're hanging on. Like, that is full. I would have never, never guessed that they were 18 and four. Um, This team goes six for 14. I'm just trying to find the set. Six for 14 on the power play. So, two weeks ago, we talked about going 0 for 20. You can't have it, you got to fix it. Jeremy had his crazy anger voice going. They had a goal. They had a power play goal in five straight games up until the Blainville game. Um, you know, Darcy had two power play goals in the rem-
0: <laughs> trash. Uh, and I can't wait till next season.
1: Which ties beautifully into six games left this season. Uh, four since we chat again. So, Islanders, Sea Dogs, Halifax, Titan. Ugh. That is a tough eight point, uh, eight point stretch. I mean, I would I say will, three I, is I a say, must.
0: I will say something, though. This is almost kind of like, with the exception of, of you know, the Charlottetown game, this is almost like a break for Moncton. Oh, 100%. Uh, and I'm not making any guarantees, but hear me out on this one. When is it that we play St. John? Saturday night. Saturday night. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Uh-oh. One point in that game. One point. All right. One point.
1: So where do they get the two, then? Because I believe three is a must. to. Now, we're very close to, uh, to clinching a playoff spot. We almost had it. I believe uh, a Moncton win. I, I believe our quote-unquote points to clinch, or whatever they call it, is two. I believe a Moncton win and a Victoriaville loss will get us into the playoffs. Yeah. I think. Um, but... Victoriaville's schedule is not that tough moving in, and ours gets a little bit tougher now. We don't have games three games in four days and blah blah blah. But I, I would say like three points out of these eight is kind of a must to stay out of that lottery spot.
0: So we got eight. We got eight games to go. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Hear me out.
1: Now we got six games to go.
0: Six games. Yeah. Six games to go.
1: We got f- yeah four until we talk again. So okay. out of those eight. Points uh, like I think three is is a must
0: to get out of the. Do we know how long the Bell's out for? Has that been? Is he out the rest of the year? Have we? I hope not. I I, I
1: don't think he made the road trip, so I hope he's
0: okay. close. Let me let me let me do some math. I mean, he's here,
1: the folks. only one that's kind of out,
0: right? So we've played we've played well against Charlottetown recently.
1: Yep, three points in the last two games against them.
0: Then we got Saint John. Bathurst, oh, Halifax, Charlottetown, Saint John.
1: <laughs> that went six. from that went from like huh. so huh.
0: six games, six games left. Um, I think there's four points on the table out of the
1: final season. The yeah. six, six I games. I think
0: there's four points on the table.
1: Yeah,
0: that's my uh, my guess. So that's not tremendous. Um but um oh, look I look a uh, Sean Hatchard article that's maybe has some information for perfect us here. timing uh, as per Sean Hatchard.
1: And Victoriaville's got Shawinigan, Blaineville, Quebec, Valdor, Drummondville, Renderanda. So they got a tough three game stretch. So we need a loss in there and I think at least a point we can we can clinch, but um two would be even better now we've played charlottetown really well we've got three points out of four in the last two games against them we'll see if we get Lapenna again
0: uh okay so anthony hamel and ayasenza are expected to return to the lineup
1: oh yeah i forgot hamel took that shot in the head
0: Label sidelined with lower body injury won't play on tuesday he's listed as day-to-day thomas o'shea and charles Antoine Philant remain on the injured list Although, OJ is scheduled to begin skating later this week. Wildcats forward, Francis Langlois, blah, 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 blah. The two of them will return. Yeah, we knew that. Okay. <laughs> uh, it says Grenier was stayed home, returned home to Quebec last week, and may return to the Wildcats in the playoffs. So, there we go. <laughs> so, All right. we won't have LaBelle back against Charlottetown, but we could have him back. Against St. John. Week. Yeah. Um, so that's why I say at least I think we'll get one point against St. John. And
1: that's John. a back to back for St. John, that's, too. They that's play, what I'm saying. That's they play why Bathurst. And then we play Bathurst on the Sunday. So they've got Bathurst has three and four against Sherbrooke, St. John, and then us. So yeah. we could potentially see either Arsenal or their backup Fleming. Because you know Bednar's going against Sherbrooke and St. John, so we could see a backup. There's a potential there. Well, Arsenal's injured, that's why Fleming's. Called that's what out. I mean. Like, so we could right. see Fleming because that's a that's a in a three and four. That's your chance to get him in against. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, folks. We're a backup goaltending team right now, except for Charlottetown. They keep putting LePen out against us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think you're wrong with four points in the in the final six games. Like, yeah.
0: so it's uh, I'm being optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I think anything more than than four in the last six is um would call it a would call it a success. Yeah.
1: And I'm just encouraged by the goaltending. Both yeah. goaltenders are playing really well and this is the time when you want to get on a, a bit of a streak with your goaltenders and they're both giving the team chances to win when the team's healthy. Um I mean even when the team's not healthy, Jonathan Lemieux gave him a chance to win. But uh yeah, it'll be an interesting final stretch and you know as much as I wanted the season to end well when it was supposed to and then this past Sunday against Ramuski, We got some good games and I'm okay with, you know, we've got some injuries. So that is the positive is we got some games that these guys can get back, get into shape before we hit in the playoffs. So we're not going against with a 17 man roster and two defensemen playing forward as we hit the playoffs.
0: Right. So, (laughs) yeah, uh, I would, I would like to to see. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very promising that OJ is, uh, is resuming skating. I mean, don't know how long it's going to take him to get back to 100% after a double ankle injury. Um, but it would be very nice if he was back in time for playoffs.
1: Yeah, we'll have a chat about that maybe next week. You yeah. want to get into everyone's favorite part of the show? Why don't let's do that? All right.
0: Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Um, oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, folks. After you had a couple drinks, <laughs> uh, you lose your train of thought. Um, yes. So the stick tap of the week. Um. The, the we we talked about it. Uh, the fans uh, that went to get back. And um, you know, we know, Fernand uh, Castanosa was, uh, was there. Her crew. Um, the, the all four games. All four games. All four that's, games. That's crazy. Uh the the families of the players, the friends, uh, I, I, you know, if I think if I would have been at that game in Blaineville, it probably would have been just one of those moments you just remember for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the of of just how, just how crazy of a game it was, and it was fifty percent, you know, Moncton fans. So, um, shout out to those to, to the entire you know, like everyone that was at those games in Quebec, uh, you know, this just, you know, going out and supporting your, your son, uh, going out and supporting your, just your favorite team, uh, in, in the queue is something to do. And, you know, I've, I've never been able to do a road trip like this just cause of work and, and, you know, parenthood and, you know, life. Yeah. Uh, but, um, we almost went to Ramuski. We, we almost did go to Ramuski. Yes, I, uh, it was, it was, it was a thought, it was a thought, uh, so we are hoping maybe next season, uh, scheduling gods, if there's a early in the season Bathurst Ramuski kind of thing, yeah. you know, it'll be a nice, uh, a nice way to get away and see some, uh, See some hockey and some rinks we've never been in before. I mean, I haven't been to Bathurst in about oh my god, it's been probably twenty years. Um, four for me. Yeah, you been to Bathurst? <laughs> no, but I just moved here four years ago. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I do not know you are going. No, now. I've
1: only been to uh, Halifax and Charlottetown and then Quebec for the. Dr- oh no, I went to Quebec. I saw the ramparts and Shinnegan. Oh yes, on our yeah. way home that first year. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so honestly, like, shout out to everyone that was at those games. Like, uh, you know, you. To be able to win a game, but also you know win two games really, uh, with just that that amount of, of support was was crazy and uh, um, it, it's un it's 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 unfortunate that the Wildcats didn't recognize that, uh on on their social media because you always see like you know when the Mooseheads go to Blaineville it's 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 also a lot of Mooseheads fans because it's all families and their Twitter account is always you know all. Th- you know, shout out to Moose Country, and, you know, it would have been a great time for the Wildcats to, to recognize all the fans that were in the building, and they didn't do that. So um, that's that's on you. Um, you know, that's just my personal opinion. They should have done something and, and to show that kind of appreciation. But, hey, um, hopefully there's some sort of, you know, bus trips and for the playoffs uh i don't know where we're gonna go no. probably end up in trial town but probably uh that's uh that's a quick hop across a bridge and uh it, it, it's it's always nice to get away right because you, you meet fans from from other ranks and yeah. i think fanny Nick kind of pocket from every game so they're probably passing it to her over the glass and and so that's uh that's that's pretty cool so yeah awesome 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 to see uh really happy to uh to be able to hear that reaction from the fans that, on that overtime goal especially.
1: The Stick Tap Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or yeah, give him a call a nice
0: at 506-863-8802. Ask.
1: Yep, we do have the best fan listeners, and they were they were out there in full force. Um, so excellent, excellent. I think that's your first fan stick tap. I believe so. You you don't have many players. No. You don't have many. I think that's your first fan one. And um, I think you've had one visiting fan one, but I can't. <laughs> or visiting player one, I can't. Yeah. I, I do believe. But uh, yeah, that brings us to the uh, Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. Back for another year sponsoring. I guess it's almost over. I don't need to say back for another year. She's been here this season uh, again. Uh, right now, both Angelina and Nicole are accepting new clients and they direct bill. Just give them a call, 506-830-1224, or go on the Instagram, rosemary__lin__massage. Uh, she always has times that they can get clients in, um, so just follow her stories, and you'll be able to hopefully get in. Well, cast of the Wildcat of the Week. Man, I mean, this goes to a player. There was a few that could have been uh, could have been named. Uh, there was a ring the tie bell that could have been there. But mm-hmm. you know what? Thomas Darcy yes. has stepped up. He had an excellent end of last year. He was someone that we kind of said keep an eye on coming into this year. This guy's been in the lineup, out of the lineup. I mean, he was scheduled to play forward against Quebec. Um, Aya goes out. He goes back to defense. Um you know, and then he's playing defense against Ramuski. He had two assists in the Blaineville game, including the game winner in overtime. Uh, he had two goals, both on the power play, his first multi-point, uh, multi-goal game uh, of his career, I do believe. Mm-hmm. So um, your wildcast Wildcat of the week is number seven, Thomas Darcy.
0: Or as uh, JR calls him,
1: Darcy Thomas. Darcy Thomas, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us on this episode, fan listeners. We're getting so close to playoff time. We just get to put that expire name sooner rather than later. But we do have a couple of things. Uh, so this week when the home games are, if you can find myself section one oh eight, I will have magnets for you. Uh, just come grab a magnet. Uh, we'd just like to thank you guys for all your support over the five years. We are looking in to do a playoff viewing party. Um, we have one idea of a venue and just throwing it out there quickly. I think I got about sixty people that should be showing up. So um, they're a good time. Uh, if you were able to, if you've been with us from the beginning, we did one for Game Seven, and uh, well, Jeremy was there. It was fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking uh, of man. cardiac,
1: <laughs> you
0: know that thing that sucked about that goddamn <laughs> viewing party? No sound. No sound. You had glitched. no idea how much time was left <laughs> yeah. in the game. Yeah. And, and, and it glitched. Didn't, just didn't Bay Como score with like seventeen? It was ah. they. They scored with like ten between ten and twenty seconds left. To make it like a one-goal game, uh, and then and then Jake scored. No, 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 no. And it, it glitched, didn't it? It was like it was like six four. It was like six four or something. I think it was like six four or something like that. Mukden had like a a two-goal lead, and then Baykomo No, I don't want the regular. Season. Scored the like was it twenty seconds left. They come game, and then they won the faceoff and got back into the zone, it, it, and it was like I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh my god, why is there no time on the screen right now? Ugh. So where are we here? So Moncton
1: went up one nothing. Yeah. McKenna scored. Oh, Jake Stewart. Jake Stewart's second goal to go up two nothing. It glitched. He was going down the wing, and it just like glitched yeah. on the because this was before there was actually good CHL TV.
0: So it was what was what was the final like at that, uh, that game anyways? Three two. Three two. Okay. So Moncton had a 3-1 lead, and then Gabriel Forche scored with, like, 30 seconds left. Yeah, yeah. And, and the whole place was like, oh, shit, fuck. Uh, <laughs> and then Baycomo wins the next face-off, and they get it back in the zone. And you're just sitting there, and you're like, where's the freaking time? <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. No, there's no sounds. He had no idea what was left on the clock. And then you just see the players jumping around. And you're like, oh, my God, okay, that missed me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's We won. won. It's we over, won, right? It's over. Yeah, that was, uh,
1: uh, that was quite a game, McKenna. Open scoring Jake Stewart. Now I remember the Jake Stewart one because he went down, he, yeah, he went down the, the, the wing and he shot and it glitched on the shot and then it came back and he was on the other side and arms were up in the air and we're like, yeah, 2 <laughs> nothing." And then uh, Nathan Legare made it 2 1 for Moncton and, and like Bacon got him back in it and Mika Sear scored. Uh, with four minutes left in the second. A and then, yeah, 4 right? eight, Yep. The and then 4-8 scored. Yeah, I remember that game. Uh, so I think Moncton at that point now is 4-1 and one in game sevens. So hopefully we don't have to get there. Well, we won't have to get. Actually, if we get there, that means we're in the final. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we get to a game seven this year. But, uh, yeah, that's it for us, guys. So uh, Section 108, um, when you hear this at home games, come see me. Uh, we have a few magnets. Uh, so please, one per uh, family until we get more and uh, thank you for all your support and we
0: will see you next week thanks for listening to another episode of the wildcast podcast follow us on social media at moncton wildcast <laughs>